Hello and welcome to the Agiostos. My name is Bill Dykstra. Today's date is July 18th, and we commemorate St. John, the long-suffering of the Kiev Caves. First off, it's been a week of distractions on the podcast because we've had so much traffic, so many thunderstorms, and now there's a crow just shrieking, making his dumb calls outside of the window. And so if you hear, you know, what you think is a crow, it's a crow. And he's trying to get in on my podcast. Anyways, maybe there's like some Ezekiel thing going on. I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to tell you today about St. John the Longsuffering of the Kiev Caves. And today's story comes from the Paternic, the collection of short stories of the early saints of Rus. And it's written by Nestor the Chronicler. Oh, I almost forgot. There was something that I wanted to mention about these old translations. A lot of the times the names and how they're spelt is not the anglicized version of these names. Like, for example, there's a Moses in today's story. I'm going to say Moses, but it's spelt something like Mosej or something like that. Um, another example was from Monday's podcast when in the Primary Chronicle, when they're referencing Muhammad, they're using the name Muhammad. Now, I thought that might have been difficult for the listener to kind of understand and parse out. So I decided I was just going to switch it and just say Muhammad when I was reading from the Primary Chronicle. And the same will be from today. It's not going to actually say John, it's going to say Ion or something like, or Ivan, I forget which. Anyways, I just wanted to make that just in case you go to the Primary Chronicle and you're like, hey, what's up? There's all these different names that Bill's not saying. Anyways, let's begin. The much-suffering John the Solitary. The offspring born on earth of the first men are similar in form and appearance and subject to the same passions, since having beheld the beauty of the first fruit, he did not restrain himself. He disobeyed God and received a life of bondage to the passions. When man was created as divine being, he had no blemishes, for the Lord our God took dust from the earth and with his own pure and undefiled hands created man good and virtuous. But he, like mud, loved earthly things, and slithered down the slope leading to a life of pleasure, and pleasures became firmly attached to him. From then on, the human race was mastered by passions and inclined towards other pleasures. We are in a constant state of war. I am alone vanquished by them. I work for them and am troubled by the thoughts of my soul. Being so painfully afflicted by them, I have a strong and persistent desire to commit sins. I have no equal in all the world as regards the great number of my sins, in which I remain up to this present hour. But only this one man alone, who from among all men discovered the truth, set himself apart to do God's will. He kept his commandments without spot or blemish, and preserved his body and his soul free of every kind of physical or spiritual defilement. I am referring to the venerable John, who shut himself up alone in a confined space in a cave and remained there for thirty years in a life of great austerity. He tormented his body by much fasting and wore heavy irons on all parts of it. 
He was often visited by one of the brethren, who was troubled by his inclination towards the lust of flesh. This was the devil's work. And he used to beg the blessed John to pray to God for him that the Lord would give him relief from his passions and subdue his physical desires. He often came and talked about this. The blessed John would say to him, Brother, be a man and be strong. Bear the Lord patiently and strive to follow his way. He will not let you fall into the hands of the devil and will not deliver you into the snare of their teeth. The brother replied to the solitary, Believe me, Father, if you do not grant me relief, I will not rest but move about from place to place. The blessed John said to him, Why do you want to deliver yourself up to be devoured by the enemy? You are like a man standing near a precipice. When his enemy comes, he suddenly flings him into the abyss. Such a man falls with great violence and cannot rise up. But if you stay here, in this holy and blessed monastery, you are like a man standing far from the precipice. Although his enemy tries hard to drag him towards it, he cannot do so. Until the Lord, through your patience, leads you out of the pit of your passions and away from the filthy mire and sets your feet on a stone. But listen to me, my son, and I shall tell you what I have experienced since my youth. I suffered much, tormented by unchaste thoughts, and I did not know what to do for my salvation. I would remain without food for two or three days. I spent three years in this way. I often tasted nothing for a whole week. I spent nights without sleep and nearly killed myself with intense thirst. I wore heavy iron fetters and remained in this wretched state for three years. But even so, I found no rest. Then I went to the cave where our Holy Father Anthony lies and addressed myself to prayer. I remained praying by his grave day and night, and I heard him saying to me, John, you must shut yourself up here. Through the darkness and silence, you will find respite of your struggle, and the Lord will help you through the prayers of his venerable ones. From that hour, brother, I settled here in this confined and miserable place. I have been here for nearly thirty years, and in few years have I found rest. All my life I have suffered and struggled with thoughts of the flesh. I have had a terrible experience leading such a life, eating only enough to stay alive. Then, not knowing what to do and unable to endure the warfare of the flesh, I thought I would live naked and put heavy irons on my body, which I have had on me to this day. I am wasting away from the cold and irons. I did something else, too, which I found useful. I dug a pit up to my shoulders, and when Lent approached, I went into the pit and covered myself with dust, so that only my head and arms were free. I remained thus, grievously oppressed, for the whole of the fast, unable to move a single limb. But this did not stop the struggle raging in my flesh and the fire burning in my body. Our enemy, the devil, moreover, tried to fill me with terror, since he wanted to drive me away from that place. But I became aware of his evil design. My legs, which were in the pit, began to burn from the bottom, so that my veins contracted and my bones rattled. The flames reached my belly, and my limbs caught fire. But I forgot the intense pain, and rejoiced in my soul that I was being kept pure from defilement. 
I preferred to burn fiercely in the fire of the Lord's sake rather than leave the pit. I saw a frightful and exceedingly cruel serpent about to devour me completely and breathing fire and sparks that burned me. The devil did this to me for many days in his desire to drive me away. The night of Christ's resurrection drew near. Suddenly that cruel serpent fell upon me and took my head and my arms into its mouth. The hair on my head and the hair of my beard was singed, as you see now. I was already in its throat, and from the depths of my heart I cried out, O Lord my God, my salvation, why hast thou forsaken me? Have mercy on me, O Lord, for thou hast lovest mankind. O God, who alone art without sin, save me, sinner that I am. Deliver me from the defilement of my transgressions, that I may not be beheld fast forever in the devil's snares. Deliver me from the jaws of this enemy, for he goes about like a roaring lion, seeking to devour me. Raise up thy power and come and save me. Let thy lightning flash forth and drive this serpent away, so that he may vanish from thy countenance. When I had finished my prayer, at once there was a flash of lightning, and the fierce serpent disappeared from my sight, and from then until today I have not seen it again. A divine light shone forth, like the sun, and I heard a voice saying unto me, John, John, help has come to you. Take thought for yourself, lest you experience something worse, and suffer some evil in the life to come. I prostrated myself and said, Lord, why hast thou left me to be so cruelly tormented? He answered me, saying, I have visited afflictions on you, according to the strength of your endurance, so that you might be tried in the fire like gold. For God does not allow a man to suffer attacks beyond his strength, when he can no longer fight. But, like an earthly master, he entrusts great and difficult tasks to his strong and powerful servants, while for the weak He devises light and lesser duties. Understand this during this conflict with passion, which is the reason of your prayer. Say a prayer for yourself to the dead man who lies opposite you and ask him to give you some respite in your struggle against unchastity, for he is greater than Joseph, and he can help those who are suffering and in a state of misery from such passion. As I did not know the man's name, I began to call out, Lord, have mercy on me. Later I found out that he was Moses, a Hungarian by birth, and there came upon me the indescribable light in which I now dwell. I have no need of candles, day or night, but all the worthy people who come to visit me are satiated by the light, and they they see clearly in comfort." It clearly lights up the night for the sake of the hope of the world. We have killed our reason through our love of the flesh, and Christ, who acts righteously, visits suffering on us, who has never borne fruit. But, brother, I will say this to you. Let us pray together to the venerable Moses, and he will help you. He took a single bone from the Holy One's relics, gave it to him, and said, Place it against your body. At once his suffering ceased, his limbs became as dead, and henceforth he had no further trouble. Together they gave thanks to God, who had glorified his saints. As they pleased him in this life, so after death he enriched them with gifts of healing, 
adorned them with incorruptible crowns, and deemed them worthy of his kingdom. To him be glory with the Father and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. I like that story. I like extreme stories, probably not for, you know, virtuous reasons, but also it's really good to hear because today I find that we're so domesticated in our, in our desire for grace that we're, we're, we're willing to do all the civil things in order to seek out grace and not dig a hole and almost bury our entire bodies in pursuit of, in pursuit of virtue. Now, I, th- I think that's awesome. And maybe one day I can rightfully take this story to heart and maybe do something with it. Maybe you can too. Anyways, they also mentioned a St. Moses the Hungarian. That's a sneak peek for next week because I believe that we're doing St. Moses's uh, story as well. And he has a part to play um, in today's narrative. Anyways, again, thank you very much for listening. This has been your Daily Dose of Agios. St. John the Long-Suffering, pray for us.